You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Today I'm going to talk about building up in pain. And um, I am big on self-development. And I was reading this book called Jack Canfield, The Success Principles. And when I was reading this book, there's a chapter in there that blew my mind away. And it talked about the law of attraction. And if you don't know what the law of attraction says, it says you'll attract whatever you believe. So I thought it was really interesting. Um, It talks about in there that what your mind produces, you release energy. Mm. And I was like, wow, energy? I was like, that's so interesting. And it it gave a story about Edgar Mitchell's Apollo 14 mission that happened in 1970. So he did this experiment that he went to the moon and then he released this energy to Earth for different signs of things that he wanted to deliver messages to four people on earth. And so while he was doing this, he was on the moon selling telepathic energy to these four people. And it was interesting. Out of the four people, three people got it correct of all the four images. And one of them got the correct image of each one that he set in order. And so it was so interesting that in 250,000 miles from the moon to earth, he was able to send out energy. And I thought, wow, this is what science says, but let's get to what does the Bible say? So if we go to Mark 9, 23, it says, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Wow. So what science, what man tried to describe what faith is? Jesus already said, if you just believe, if you believe in your mind, you're going to produce what seems possible, what can be possible if you only believe. Now, can you imagine how many here, where would you be if you believed in the things that you thought were impossible? Where would we be here right now? So it's time to level up in faith. So what does this mean? Let's check out Matthew 21, 21 to 22. So it says, So Jesus answered and said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. Let's check that out. If you only believe, and say to this mountain, be removed, and be cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. So, some people here say, hey, this is a metaphor. This is a metaphor. You could look at it as a metaphor, like, oh, Jesus is giving a metaphor. Or you could think of it as a reality. But whatever you think, whatever you see yourself is how far your faith will go. If you say this is an analogy that Jesus is trying to just prove to him about mindset, about having faith, well, then that's all you will just believe. But if you literally think that what Jesus says 
If you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, it will be done. Well, if you actually believe that, that's the level of faith that you have. What level of faith do we have right now? Are we seeing this level of faith as just a metaphor? Or are we seeing it as an actual thing? When I see this, I believe it's an actual thing that if I tell a mountain to move and be cast into a sea, this is what I imagine. I believe it's so possible because I'm seeing that rocks in reality, even to this day, they actually, if you see, if you go to the mountains or if you go to any rocky place, you see rocks fall from the rock to the ground and then they move. They don't just stay still. And so I'm imagining how God would move on behalf of my faith if I literally said, be removed and cast into the sea. I'm seeing literally the rocks falling from the mountains. And as it's falling down, they're going down and they're just traveling one by one slowly. It might take, you know, many years to do it. But in my mind, I believe it's possible. I don't believe it's a metaphor. How much do we have our faith in? See, what we believe is what we manifest. If we believe, see, this is really powerful when it comes to faith because what we believe will come to pass. If we believe and you could start telling yourself, I'm not healed, I'll never be healed, or I'm never going to be prosperous, or nothing good ever happens to me, that's still faith. And the faith that we have is what we produce. And so are we telling ourselves this? Is that the faith that we're having for ourselves? Or are we having the faith that we start to say, you know what, prosperity is on my way. I am prosperous. That doors are gonna open up, that businesses is gonna just flourish in, in 10 figures. What do we say, what kind of faith are we producing? Because even if it's negative, it's still faith. We have faith no matter what it is. It's just what are we putting our faith into, positive things or negative? Because no matter what, it's just gonna produce. And so, well, I don't have enough faith because, you know, there's too many things out there that are impossible. But let's be reminded that, one, back in the day, people thought it was impossible to walk on the moon. And guess what? Someone walked on the moon. I read a story that the runners back in the day thought it was so impossible to do a four-minute mile run. And then all of a sudden, one person did it. And accomplish that because he had enough faith in himself. And guess what? What happened? All the whole bunch of runners believed that they could do it. And then it was now a normal thing <laughs> because of the faith. But before someone could do it, they thought it was absolutely impossible. So are we saying things are too impossible that we can't achieve it? You know what? Maybe I don't have a lot of faith. Maybe, you know, there's not a lot of faith that I, I, I don't deal with a lot of faith and I'm struggling with it. And so it says in Matthew 17, 14 to 21, it says, and when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? 
So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. For truly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to the mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind of faith does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And so here's the thing. A lot of people say, well, maybe I don't have faith. I don't have enough faith. But you know what? Right here it says, well, the first step to taking faith is by prayer. Prayer is a place that when we get down to prayer, that's when we have the time where we get to know who Jesus is, who, who is the God that we serve. And if you take that first step of just even saying, Hey, God, are you real? Will you help me pass my test? If you just say that, that was an ounce of seed of a mustard seed, just to say that. To even say, wow, is this, am I talking to nothing thin air, or am I talking to something that's really real? And so just taking that time to say, God, are you real? God, uh, will you help me pass my test? God, will you help me um, be safe as I travel and I drive? And you start asking little things. Well, guess what? You could be that person who says, God, will you help me pass my test? Will you help me pass my exam? And then the next day you pass your exam. What happens to your faith? Well, guess what? It increases, right? It grows. So that mustard seed is now starting to spurt up. And then you say, okay, let's pray again. God, I'm traveling for, uh, you know, 10 miles and I'm driving. Will you protect me? Help me not to get any car accidents or get a ticket from the cops. And then, <laughs> and then you pray that. And then once you get to your location and you know you're safe and you didn't get a ticket, well, guess what? Your faith increased a little more. And so that's the power of prayer. That even if you don't have faith, just start out and start asking and saying, God, let me just ask something a little bit. And then you'll start to increase. And then your faith will start to decrease. And they say that a mustard tree is humongous. So huge. It's a small little tiny seed, but when it actually flourishes, it's a humongous tree. And so when you do that, you start to pray. And you start to see your, your prayers answered. And your faith begins to grow. And then guess what? You just start to have more faith. And I believe it is impossible to not have true faith unless you really pray. I believe if you want to be every person who really is on fire for God, who's really just in love with God as a person who prays, because you see that when you pray, you will see how God just pours out in abundance over your life and how real he is. We don't know how real he is unless we spend time with him. Because if we don't ask, how is he going to answer our requests if we're not asking? And he wants us to ask. And so once you do that, you're just going to be so motivated to pray all the time. You'll just be like, wow, God really does answer. And he's really alive and he's so real. That's one of the best things about God. He's amazing. And you know that the thing is, the more we get to know him, the more we fall in love with him. And we just encounter a deeper and deeper love of Christ. So then um, I want to come to my last point. Um, my last point is that as I was praying, I just kind of felt in my spirit that God was saying, I'm ready to release overflow in people's lives. I just really felt that. And I, 
And I do these weird things where just when I feel something, I'll just be like, baby, I feel like God's going to move in the month of March. <laughs> or like, I feel God's going to move at this day, at this time. And I'll just say this. And it's really weird because I'll feel like something is going to happen and a shift happens in the atmosphere. And so as I was praying lately, I've been saying, telling my husband, I was like, you know what? I feel like there's a shift. There's, there's a shift that's about to happen in the month of March. And I just feel it so strong in the, in the spirit. And I just feel like God is saying, yeah, I'm ready to shift into people's lives. I'm ready to shift an overflow in people's lives. But all you have to do to receive is just to have faith. God is a God who is an abundant God, and He's a God who wants to just do overflow. He loves every person here. And you know the thing about, you know, Stephen and I always preach, God, God wants just blessing over your life. He doesn't want people to barely make it. He doesn't want people to be poor. He wants people to have abundance in people's lives. Just abundance. And here's proof where God wants abundance. In 1 Kings 4, 1 through 7, it says, a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to, to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors. Empty vessels, do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So the prophet of the Lord said, go to your neighbors and get as many empty vessels as you can. As many even though you just have a small jar at home of oil. So she listened. She took faith. She said, so she went from, from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass, when the vessels were full, but she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. See, this is a God of a God of abundance. God wants to bless people. He doesn't want people to be barely naked. He wants to bless you abundantly. He took the little that she had, and God poured out blessing. And not only that, she was able to pay her debt and on top of that, had leftover. Mm. <laughs> it's like, God didn't say, oh, I'm just gonna let you pay off your debt and then you have to barely make it for the rest of your life. No, he's a God who's saying, here, let's, I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna pay off your debt and I'm gonna see more of a bucket to me. And so I feel like God wants to do overflow, that there's an overflow that's ready to happen in people's lives. But in order to release that overflow, it's just all you, it's as simple as saying, I have faith. Because again, even the scientific people said that what you believe, you're going to release energy out. Energy of, of what you believe. And so, what are we believing? If the science people are saying it, what more 
when God says it. Because he's a God of the, of the universe. He's a God who's created us all. So who's ready for overflow? If you're ready for overflow, first of all, before we get started, if you haven't received Jesus Christ into your life, that's the best thing you'll ever do. Because, man, that is the best thing you'll ever do. Your life will radically change. So every eyes closed, every head bowed, even for online, if you have not received Jesus Christ and you're ready to, uh, just raise your hand up and let's, let's, and then I'll just, um, we'll just pray over you. And so every uh, person here, just repeat after me. Father God, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I declare heaven is my home. God is my Father. And I accept you into my heart. In Jesus' name. And every person here who's ready for overflow, who's just going to take faith and say I'm ready for overflow, lift up your hands. Every person here, Father God, thank you so much. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for overflow is about to happen in the name of Jesus. Overflow is about to happen in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, open the floodgates of heaven. For overflow, we have faith. We have faith that overflow is about to happen in our lives. Holy Spirit, I just pray for every person here. Every person here that, that faith will begin to rise. That as faith begins to rise, that they will hold on to this word that overflow is for them. Overflow is for them. So we thank you so much that overflow is about to happen. That we're receiving overflow right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Overflow in abundance. Overflow in, in, in opportunities. Overflow in business. Overflow in, in relationships. Overflow in children. Overflow, overflow, overflow in finances. Thank you, God, that you are a God of an overflow. And we're here to worship you. So thank you so much. Now on the next 30 seconds, praise God and say thank you. Next 30 seconds, because we're going to have faith that overflow is about to happen. listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church podcast.